there was much, so much more to do. So much life was busier, life was more diverse, life was uh, more exciting, at least for me. Uh, there was never, there are like Catholic high schools down the peninsula, but there was never a question for me that I wasn't gonna come at, to SH or to another school in the city. That was Matt Sterling. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Matt traces his family line back to his maternal great-grandparents, who immigrated from Ireland to San Francisco. His grandma on his mom's side had seven kids and raised them in Ingleside, where Matt's family still has a sizable presence. Matt's parents met when both of them worked for the San Francisco Police Department. His dad had three kids from a previous marriage, And so, when Matt and his younger sister were born, the family moved to the peninsula to accommodate that growth. But Matt always had his eyes set on returning to the city, where so many of his familial roots lie. Check back Thursday for part two and the continuation of Matt Sterling's life story. Here's Matt. Uh, My maternal grandmother um, was born and raised in San Francisco. Her mother, my maternal great-grandmother, came from Ireland. So that would have been the first entry of any of my family to San Francisco. um, Did she come with her husband? She did come with her husband. Yes, she came with her husband. Um, I know very little about that much, but I do know that my maternal grandmother was born and raised in San Francisco. Um, Kind of like a standard Irish Catholic, like Sunset Ingleside area family. They had seven children, including my mom. Okay. And um, all of those children had many children of their own. So I grew up in a unique scenario in which I had 23 first cousins. Okay. Do you know them all? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, my good. Yeah. Oh, we are. Yes, I know them all. Okay. I know them all. There's only one of my aunts and uncles that um, left California. They live in upstate New York now with um, my two cousins, but predominantly the majority of all of us are still here. I'm seeing them all tomorrow. At um, This is like the fun part about having family that's still in the city is one of my cousin's kids is playing another one of my cousin's kids in a high school football game oh, at Kizar Stadium tomorrow night. So, like, a whole crew of us are going out. Now, see, that's where I will forgive the split, like, the hats. <laughs> if it's Giants A's, I'm like, stop that. But right. if, it, if this is family and, and this it's is just, just like, local high school, then yeah, but by the, all means. The great part is that they're playing each other, and these two boys grew up together, too. So, yeah. um, a bunch of us are meeting at the Kizar pub tomorrow, and I'll get mm. to see a lot of, um, yeah, cousins and aunts and uncles. But yeah, there's this a first having cousins play each other. Yes. As far as I know. Yeah. That's a big um, deal. As far as I know. Okay. Um, and these are your cousins, kids. These are my cousins. So kids. this is the next generation. It's the next generation. Theory. It is indeed the next generation yeah. who are all like graduating high school and whatnot. So they're right. on their ways. Um, and so because it's your mother's side, they're not all Sterling's. No, correct. Correct. They are not. Uh, My father came here from the Philippines when he was 22 on his own. So um, I am much less connected to my father's side of the family for a lot of reasons. But uh, my dad came here from the Philippines on his own. Um, Is he Filipino? He is. Okay. And he is, he met my mother while they both were working for the SFPD. 
And so my dad was an officer and for 30 plus years, and my mother worked in administration yeah. um, downtown at the Hall of Justice. Wow. And my parents met there, and a lot, then I came along. Yeah. So, like a year later. Yeah. Do a you year. know what, what it was that brought your dad here? Um, a better life. Yeah. A better life for himself. He had a rather rocky and difficult upbringing. Um, and so he came here truly on his own to just like make a better life for himself, which he most certainly did. And then so, did he bring the your half siblings over no, later? No, they or? were all born here. Oh, they were born. Mm-hmm. He came. He had came on a his family. Own. Yeah, and the, he okay, came. Got he it. got married. He had my three older siblings, um, and he and his wife divorced. And then he met my mom. My mom and my dad got married, with my um, three older siblings in tow. And then a few years later. Along came my sister and I. Yeah. I, there's, I have so many questions. <laughs> there's a lot. Well, yeah. I still have so many questions. But yeah. um, Well, let's, let's go back to your maternal grandmother. Sure. Um, do you know, you said, you mentioned Ingleside. Like, mm-hmm. did, did the family that she eventually had, you said she had seven children, including seven your mom. children, including my mom, yeah. Did they all grow up out in that neighborhood? They, yeah, they all grew up um, just a stone's throw from... Um, Stonestown Galleria Mall. Nice so, pun. Yeah. Um, Near Ocean Avenue, that whole area. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so through your aunts, uncles, and your mom, do you, do they talk about the neighborhood back when they were growing up? I'm guessing it was like, if I can just, sure. six, 60s? Um, it was, yeah, my mother was born in 1950. Okay, so she grew, came of age in the late 50s. Yes. Early, and then the 60s. And 60s, yeah. And I don't know where she, where does she fall in, in her, her group of siblings? She is number five of seven. Okay. So she's on the younger side. She's the so, fifth of seven. Correct. So some of them like grew up firmly in the fifties. So like yes. baby, full on baby boom. Yes. I believe my oldest aunt is 80. Okay. If I'm correct. My apologies. No worries. If she hears this, if she hears this, I'm oh, right, correct. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but so, so does, does your mom and or any of your aunts and uncles, do they ever talk about or give you an idea? Of yeah. I mean, what it certainly like? just seemed like a lot of fun and pretty rambunctious. You know, they were one, like I said, there were seven of them and, um, they, it, it kind of sounds like they just sort of like ran the neighborhood, awesome. you know, like there's just a bunch of kids, um, who varied in age and, it really does seem like the kind of, even though there was no picket fence, like it seems like that kind of old-fashioned, you know, kids are just playing all day long and getting home in time for dinner, and, you know, you see all kinds of kids out in the neighborhood and on the street and on the sidewalks and... Like, did, probably didn't lock their doors. Certainly didn't lock their doors. And, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, we're just, like, cruising around with the city as their playground. Yeah. Um, in a sort of, again, everything's different in like retrospect, especially if you didn't experience it, but it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, a very happy, idyllic type of scenario. Nothing ever went wrong. They didn't get it. Nothing ever went wrong. Never. Never. They wore like, you know, plaid. Oh yeah. They were Rockwell paintings. Yeah, indeed. They yeah. really were. Did they, did, was there ever, or is there now a black sheep or do they all pretty, did they all pretty much get along? Oh, always? They all, yeah. Yeah. They all got along, um, for the most part. Yeah. Into adulthood and wow. are very, still very, very close. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is great because I, that's what I grew up with. So I, I grew up going to Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgivings, it, it, because, like I said, because of the pandemic and also because of a recent illness in the family, we are, have not been able to have our normal Thanksgivings. But what started at my grandmother's house and has now gone to my parents' house are Thanksgivings where anywhere from like 50 to 60 people oh. every year. And it, people arrive around five. We don't eat until like not anywhere between nine and 10 because it's just everyone just drinking and socializing and like hanging out. And please tell me there's a team of people cooking. There's for- several. There's yeah. Everyone <laughs> contributes. Yeah. It's yeah. everyone contributes, but okay. it's like a three Turkey situation with yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of other food. And it's, that's, I mean, when you're talking about San Francisco, that really is like my fondest memories of growing up. That's the most vivid um, and the richest part of my childhood and adolescence is every year going to Thanksgivings or various family parties. Like there were so many of us that I was going to weddings and events like that my whole life. And were the dinners always at homes or ever at banquet halls? Oh, like weddings, of course. I mean, we pack wow. my grandmother's house with that and put incorrect. tables in places yeah. where tables didn't belong. Yeah. And then always there's like the kids in the basement. Oh, the kids are always just in the basement, like running Lock amok. the doors. Yeah, <laughs> running amok and um, hanging out in the backyard. Right. Um, yeah. Is but your grandmother's house still in the family? It is not still in the family. However, um, her... Only one of my, out of those seven of my, one of my uncles has passed, but the rest are still with us and his house and my aunt who still lives there and the house that my cousins grew up in is right next door. And that's still in the family. The house across the street is still in the family with another cousin of ours and down the street. My wow. aunt and uncle still live with a few of my cousins still now. So that's amazing. They really didn't go far. Yeah. Some of them. There's the one you said that lives in upstate New York. Correct. Okay. And they're still, they're still there. Uh, they're still there. Yeah. They're presently here because it's about because to it's be Thanksgiving. Time. Yeah. yeah. But, um, As we record this. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to just that tradition or, or the traditions you're mm-hmm. speaking of, but starting with Thanksgiving, those must've predated your your time oh for sure did they like they probably started with your grandmother's family and the yeah seven- i don't know exactly when it uh, my the nice part about my mother's side of the family is that they really are like a picture of like a tight family unit even though there's many of them like you were asking about black sheep or whatnot um they really grew up with a very important like family is everything and family is the most important thing if you have it mm-hmm. you know and once as you age like friends come and go but your siblings and your family are the unit that you need to keep together at all costs if possible right and so um they yeah they grew up that way and, and in turn i grew up that way as well so the point of that is um they grew up obviously celebrating all holidays together. And then as the kids got married and had kids, they made sure that that was the one holiday every year that everyone was together. And then as they had kids and their kids had kids and whatnot, it grew to like 50 (laughs) plus people. And I wonder if your grandmother or grandfather were ever like, oh God, what did we do? That was truly my grandmother's favorite day of the year. Because she could just really hold court and just watch generations of her family and offspring. Yeah so happy to yeah. be so that's why we oh, still to this day um 
and maybe some of the in-laws of my cousins don't love it so much because they'd rather <laughs> eat Thanksgiving dinner before 9.30 at night. But, right. Uh, that is still continues today. And it's yeah. my mother's favorite day because she can just look around the house and it's the one holiday we've split off for Christmases and other things and whatnot, but that's the one day of the year that the whole family knows that that's where we are going to be and that's where we want to be. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the whole eating late thing just speaks to, it might speak to the alcohol, but it just speaks to how much like you all kind of dig each other. We're talking and talking Because I think I'm not alone. Like I, the, there's what Thanksgiving stands for, which is total bullshit, but the, just being with people, that's what that's I what dig. It, and the food, like you can't ignore the, how awesome the food is. Sure. But if you're hanging out with all of your family and you're just like, Oh God, we've been having fun and we for forgot hours. to eat. That's really what it is. Yeah. It's like, we always get the looks, the side eyes from the few people that are like, I need to get some food in my belly. Um, there is the whole and drinking then we, and like, getting oh, here. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We have to, we're here to eat actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, um, sort of skip over or ignore the fact you said your parents were both working for SFPD Correct. when they yeah. met. Do you know, like, or or do you want to share how, how much of your mom's story or your dad's story that you know leading up to them being like, I'm going to work for the cops? Um, I don't. Um, I know that my dad came and he had worked when he came here and then had um, his children and then for the most part was a single parent after he right. and his wife divorced. Um he was looking for a stable job that he could support. He had worked previously like many jobs around the clock, which is hard to do post-divorce when you also need to be there to parent like young, th- three young children. Uh, yeah. And so that was at the time for him a stable career with good benefits, with you know a stable solid career in which he was serving the community and was able to go to work and come home to his children without having to work three jobs around the clock. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was a, it was a way for him to provide a stable upbringing for his children. Decent pension. And a, de- an, a decent pension, yeah. great health care, all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was he, and, and I'm, forgive me because you mentioned what he did for the SFPD, but I'm forgetting. What, what was his? He was an officer. Like, like a beat officer. Yeah, he was a sergeant until he, um, yeah, until he retired. Okay. Yeah, and my mom, I think, found her way there because it wasn't just they met there, but on my my dad met my mom there. But my on my mom's side, there are two of her brothers were officers, so I think that she sort of like followed into their footsteps. Um, so it's interesting because before my dad and my mom even got together, he knew a couple of my uncles just from right um, being on the force together. Right. Yeah. So did he have a beat? Was it, was I mean, it he bounced. Or? He was in the force for roughly thirty. I think he retired after thirty-four years. Wow! So he bounced from many different districts. Mm-hmm. So even as I grew up, sometimes I would get off of um, school in high school and like go take the Muni over to Terravel Station to go like see my dad as he was getting off work or to say hello or out to Ingleside. Um, he made his way when he and my mom met. He was at. I think it's Northern, whichever station is in North Beach, like right the border between North Beach and Chinatown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where he and my mom really met and courted was when they both were working around that area. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, but he s- served all over the city. And then a question that I just remembered mm-hmm. that is totally out of order, but um, what was your mom's family name? Like, what are her Halsey. brothers? 
Hallisey. Hallisey. H-A-L-L-I-S-Y. Hallisey. Hallisey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that Irish? Um, I think so. Let's say it is, because you said they're Irish. As far as I know, yeah. yeah. I've never heard that name, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so they were. If the you Hallisey dug a little family. deeper, there's a lot of us right. <laughs> around the city still. Oh. Yeah, we did and say they keep Irish. coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, how much of your parents' courting story, besides where do you know? Um, not much. Okay. I don't know much um, other than my mom saying. I mean, my mom always tells me that. Um, yeah, she grew. She my her brothers were there and she wasn't really sure about my dad so much. That's uh, how he the can best be a, right. Yeah. He can be kind of a, um, quiet person, not super forthcoming, mm-hmm. um, initially, but, um, especially during that time when he was really like putting his head down and working to support his family. And so she was like, I'm not really sure about him. I believe if I'm correct, she said she thought he was kind of a jerk at first. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know that portion, much of their courting. Um, Andy has three little ones. Well, and then my dad says, you know, anytime I've ever been hard on my mom, um, he's like, you need to remember that your mom married a Filipino guy with three children. Totally. Um, who was divorced and she comes from like a big Irish Catholic family in which there really is no, no divorce, divorce and all of these. Yeah. So your mom deserves a lot of credit for um, taking all of that on. Um, right. Yeah. Which so, is interesting. So they're, let's, um, roughly when did they meet and start dating? Um, they, that would be the early 80s. Okay. I was born in 84. Right. They married in 83. Okay. And dated for a few years before that. So it was just the beginning of the 80s. Okay. And then where, um, where did they live, I guess, when you were born? When I was born, they lived in, where they still live, in South San Francisco, um, in South City. Okay. Is that a house that kind of, what's the story of that house? Because now we're out of Ingleside Mm -hmm. where your family was so like rooted. What's that story? Oh, that story is that my dad wanted to buy like a nice house that fit everyone. Um, that even at that time was like more affordable than a house in the city. Right. Um, even though it's a cup, just a couple exits out of the freeway. Um, so yeah, he just, you know, looked around and found somewhere that made sense for, a family of his size that he already had with the intent to grow that even more. Okay. So we'll skip over your actual birth. Sure. Um, I'm assuming you it don't did remember happen. it. it <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm going to, you can fact check that. <laughs> right. It did happen. Yeah, it did happen. Um, but do you want to share some of your earliest memories? I don't care if they were in Daly City or South yeah. San Francisco. Um, my earliest memories really don't. Well, my memories of growing up are limited in South City because my family was, everyone else was pretty much in the same area of San Francisco. We were always coming um, just into the city often. And um, I grew up going to like, just that's another thing we talked about earlier. I grew up going to football games at Kizar Stadium, Mm -hmm. where I will be again tomorrow, Mm -hmm. um, watching a whole new generation of family, which is fun. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just kind of did the normal. I went to St. Veronica in South San Francisco. Um, grew up there. And Catholic. Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Catholic school in San Francisco. And then the natural track from there was um, one of the Catholic schools here in the city, um, which I chose Sacred Heart, SHCP, Sacred Heart Cathedral Prep, mm-hmm. um, which is where especially my San Francisco life really blossomed. Okay. Um, 
because that's where I really got to explore the city much more. Um, all of my friends lived closer to the school or at least closer to like, um, you know, the general mid city area. Right. I was on the cross country team. So I ran, I discovered, not discovered, but I really got to know the city much better. Um, you ran around the city. I ran around the city. I mean, we would have to like get bust or take Muni out to Golden Gate Park or um, other areas to run unobstructed because if we started <laughs> yeah. practice at school, we were a cross country team practicing distance running and we would go like stoplight, stoplight, stoplight. But um, jogging place is not the same. Jogging thing. place is not the same <laughs> at all. City good. hills are um, with stoplights are a different story. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I would run at length through Golden Gate Park, which I still love to do today. That was mm-hmm. that's a a memory and a practice that I still have today mm-hmm. and like along land's end with these beautiful sweeping views of the golden gate bridge and the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really how I got to really, really know the city. Well, can we go back just a little mm-hmm. bit? Um, because um, I jump all over the place. So you run and jump. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, I'm guessing that for a little kid, mm-hmm. like sometimes I think it shouldn't matter to adults either, but like, you you you're in a house growing up in South San Francisco, mm-hmm. but a lot of your family is in, and it's like you said, it's very close geographically. Right? Did you even know? No, there was no real like difference, difference to me. That different, it's just I'm going to X Y sure. Z's house. Yeah, which it, is over there. It really was no difference to yeah. me, at least. What about other things from your childhood, perhaps before high school? 49ers games, Giants games, right? Uh, 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 you're too young for Playland, but like uh, the Embarcadero, the yeah. ferry building, what other kinds of memories? I will do say you that the of? difference really uh, was that life in the city was much more vibrant. Mm. So, whereas, you know, in South City, we would just go to the movie theater, which mm. was down by like the Tanferan Mall in San mm-hmm. Bruno, and just kind of like walk really like my memories of growing up and my life growing up, at least in elementary school in South City, consisted of going to the mall. Whether it right. was ceremony or Tanferan, going yes. to the movies, going to the mall, and going to like sleepovers in my friends' houses. And despite our age and geographic differences <laughs> of growing up, same. Same, yeah. Totally. Um, but then during high school is when, you know, everything changes. That's where, or when you come into the city to go to a Niners game or a Giants game at Candlestick Park back then. Um, which you did. Which I did, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A um, lot. Um, enough that I remember it. Yeah. Enough that I remember Candlestick Park, like, pretty well. Okay. Um, and there was much, so much more to do. So much, life was busier, life was more diverse, life was, uh, more exciting, at least for me. Um, there was never, there are, like, Catholic high schools down the peninsula, but there was never a question for me that I wasn't going to come at, to SH or to another school in the city. Awesome. It, it, even though it's so close geographically, it still feels yeah. like I can I can only imagine like someone coming into the big city in college or something, right? And like life opening up for them in in new and different ways. We're sitting here recording, mm-hmm. and we're on California Street, and a cable car just went yeah. by. And so, first of all, hmm, like thank you, yeah. gods, or whatever's. <laughs> She did it. Iconic. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they've, they've been gone for. Right. And now, um, 
Yeah, any any other memories that you want to yeah. share, like things like that, going to the zoo, going, going to, to the, going, going, to, the going to the zoo, going to Fisherman's Wharf to see. We used to go to Fisherman's Wharf and Pier Thirty Nine to see the Christmas tree lighting mm. every year. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of trips to the zoo. Um, did it ever get old? It didn't. It really didn't, and yeah. it still doesn't. To be yeah. honest, I, okay. I I I was like I was before we started recording. I was walking Lake Merced the other day, and I passed by it all the time and I had just enough time in the middle of my day that I thought I could bust out a quick walk of the whole lake and it happened to be really sunny and beautiful out and as I was walking I thought like this really doesn't get old I've been around this lake dozens and dozens and dozens of times on a bike running walking my whole life it was no less enjoyable to me and I was no less grateful then than I ever have been, um, which was a really nice experience. Uh, and something you can't put a price tag on. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I don't know. That's nice. This, and this happens everywhere, all over the city, if I'm paying attention, at least, <laughs> if I'm not just like breezing from A to B, mm-hmm. um, I have not gotten tired of the city whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. I'm not surprised it hasn't happened yet, but um, every th- all the things that I used to do growing up, I almost, I have a new respect for now because I pay more attention to it. A new appreciation. Yeah, like yeah. I, the, it really was, the city has been like my playground my whole life. And it wasn't until I went to, I went to UC Santa Cruz for college, so it wasn't far. But when I would bring friends back for the weekend Mm -hmm. to like explore and take them to like the Palace of Fine Arts, Mm -hmm. or I would take them to all the places that I grew up like visiting as if it were, it was my normal life. Right. But to see the way that other people's appreciation for it Mm -hmm. um, and experience of it was different because it just wasn't accessible. Going back perhaps to your high school days, yeah. when do you think you started appreciating it? Not until... Or, or started, and or starting to feel like this is really home and not, this is a special place. In, I didn't really get the feeling of a, like this is special and this is a special place until, like I said, I would come back from college and okay. I would experience it through other people. And perhaps the going away. Yeah. Like, even and I only went far, like an hour and a half south far, from, but, yeah. Um, or but it's, it, or it's vicariously through yeah, your friends. Totally. Yeah, and yeah. then that's really where I just really started to appreciate its beauty. It's, I took it for granted without realizing that it was something that was uniquely special. Um, and not an experience that everybody has. Right. And that's, that appreciation continues to grow sincerely it, it I feel that more and more the older I get I, I, I don't get I haven't gotten tired of it that was Matt Sterling on the next story in San Francisco hear the rest of Matt's story including how he became a bartender and pub quiz MC. part two drops Thursday wherever you listen to podcasts Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, 
storiedsf.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.